Tonga. My name is Bella and today I will be speaking with Kat. Okay, so can you just give me a brief introduction on the kind of art that you do? Uh, so I do uh, wildlife art, more specifically um, wildlife portraiture is the main focus. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's very much the uh, headshot up, uh, color backdrop, very much like formal uh, portraiture of um, paintings of people way back when and, and things like that um, to give them a little bit more personality and, and things like that um, while still staying consistent with the uh, realistic nature of the animal and not really not making it a caricature or anything like that mm -hmm. staying true to the actual animal yeah um, and then yeah so that's pretty much what I'm doing right now and that's the main focus of the artwork um, at this stage mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome um, do you mind giving me or telling me kind of your history with art and how you got involved um, into this um, animal wildlife portraiture? And um, yeah, just if you could walk me through your journey. Yeah, absolutely. Way back beginnings, um, we're definitely, I, I was lucky to have after school programming that my parents enrolled me in. Um, the teacher was actually a wildlife artist and a portraiture artist. I've just realized that like a little while ago, I was like, oh, well, I guess that kind of does, that probably influenced me more than I realized at the time. Um, but yeah, I never made that connection until this year of like, wait, he was also into portraiture. Um, <laughs> so, so that was lucky, but I was always drawing even as a kid, like the how to draw Disney characters, Little Mermaid, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at you know, middle school and being like, hey, give me a quarter, I'll draw you like the Little Mermaid. <laughs> Um, but yeah, when I started doing the after school programming and um, painting and things like that, uh, they also got me into doing some uh, local youth shows and things like that where they had like youth divisions. Uh, so I got an early on insight into doing art shows themselves and things like that. In fact, I still have the same stands that I used back then, mm -hmm. um, but I've added to that since then. Um, and then after that, um, I was in Florida. So then I ended up in Rhode Island because of college uh, for RISD, uh, where I went for illustration because I wanted a little more technical skill and things like that, mm -hmm. uh, that I felt painting was a little bit more conceptual. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, you sort of have that in your head, like, oh, I, I money, you know, there's always that like, oh, I should go into something that's a little bit more possibility. So I did illustration. Uh, which, you know, in the grand schemes, illustration itself isn't that much more easy to do than, uh, you know, fine art or whatever. Um, so then that led me into, I really didn't do much wildlife during that time. But then after college, you know, I ended up doing a little actually more graphic design work, uh, but still attending uh, art shows, things like that on the weekends, um, not to the same degree I'm doing now, um, but I was always doing that and doing my wildlife art. Um, it was like about a year out of college where I started actually doing that very portraiture style. Um, when I was trying to get back into wildlife art, uh, but not really wanting to just do that old traditional, you know, place him in the environment shot. Um, I wanted to do something with a little bit more character, uh, personality, and just give a better connection with the animal. Um, and make it more about them uh, and then I guess that kind of gets us up to speed here uh, 
a few years ago, I made the break from full-time design illustration work to doing wildlife art full-time, still occasionally doing some freelance work in the design illustration world as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So before you um, moved to Rhode Island, when you were still really passionate about art, it seems like from what you've said, you were a very creative child. Did you always know that you, this was like what you wanted to do, like this was your career or were there any kind of hesitations there? I know you touched on it. Well, like in high school, uh, in terms of, there was definitely a moment of like, do I go down the art path or do I go down like a math path? My dad was an engineer and I I did fairly well in math and things like that. So it was sort of like, do I go down that path um, or do I, and my parents really, my, my dad especially was very much like, this is a special skill and, you know, just really explore it because we can help you explore it. So that's how I ended up going to RISD. And also my art teacher, remember being like, well, you got into RISD, you're going to RISD. I was like, oh, okay, um, <laughs> should have some say in this, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, my parents definitely helped with a lot of that of just being like, no, pursue this while you can and and just see if you can make a go of it. Yeah, that's awesome. So you had a very supportive family with you? Yes. That's great. Yeah. What was the experience of studying art in college, you know? Because it, did you enjoy it because, you know, or was it, you know, fun because you had a passion for it or was it competitive or a different skill set than you weren't used to? You know, how would you describe that? I mean, definitely, I I liked that it exposed me to new skill sets, new being in illustration, and there was a lot of uh, more conceptual thinking and things going on in there to the problem solving of having to make an illustration or a thing based off of an assignment, basically. So, you know, you're given a problem and you're solving it with the artwork, um, which in some ways you're still doing with fine art because it's an emotional thing. But it, it was interesting to have to explore different styles, things like that, and really deviate from what I was doing before I went in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just having that constant day-to-day exposure to artwork and other people and what they're working on was actually just fabulous. I, I enjoyed it. You have challenging teachers and then you have really good teachers and all of that. <laughs> so what would you say, you know, drew you the most like towards art and specifically um, this wildlife portraiture art, you know? How would you, because um, you were always creative and you had that influence, you say from your art teachers young, but um, when you were young, but what, what do you think about it is, makes it so you know, unique and special for you? I just find it easier to really sort of capture that essence of the animal and just um, capture that personality mm-hmm. and to do it with some subtlety too. So like I have this one portrait of an iguana and it's just like the profile and then just a little bit of that tongue sticking out. So it's a little bit of Mm-hmm. fun a little hint of whimsy without like going all the way over into it mm-hmm. um and you just get a an idea of the character of the animal and a lot of times people will come by and they'll be like that reminds me of so-and-so and I'm like oh really <laughs> um so you know people definitely find they're definitely connecting with some sort of personality in the animal mm-hmm. and then um I enjoy it <laughs> and it's just no I got you <laughs> at the end of the day <laughs> Almost bringing out like the human aspect or qualities. Yeah, and, and you make that human connection because they can see it on that level um, when you get really analytical about it. But yeah, it's basically um, finding 
a more human personality in them. And then with that, you make a connection and then you can even go further with, I'm starting to branch out into trying to make more connections with conservation and things like that. And the best way to do that is to first get them to love the animal, know the animal, Mm-hmm. And then you can educate after that point as well, and then get move them to actually act or do something mm-hmm. um, based on that attachment. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, would you say that there's a particular person that influenced your artistic pursuit? I know you have a lot of support. Is, um... Yeah, I don't know that I can narrow it down to one like individual or artist. It's like it's kind of been everything over my life coming together. Um, like if you took any one thing away, what I'm doing now would not be what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely couldn't have gotten here without the support of parents, um, teachers, and yeah, and fellow artists to be completely frank too, like other vendors and things that shows like everyone's ready to help each other, give information, it's great. Yeah. At least, especially here in Rhode Island and New England. I, I haven't branched so far out to know. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping everyone else is very kind. <laughs> yeah, the, a lot of community building, that helps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like we touched on this a little bit, but what would you say is probably the greatest motivation for your art? Like who or what? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear. What, you know, why, I think, you know, why, um, we talked about the style already, but, you know, the overarching kind of, goal and themes that you're pursuing? I've been working on how to narrow down that feeling into like a word um, but because um, I've always attracted and always like it always seems to come back down to animals and wildlife um, is lately taking more of a turn towards conservation and how to utilize it for that as well um, and I'm trying to navigate how best to do that uh, and I've had some past connections with the Wildlife Center, uh, Center for Wildlife up in Maine mm-hmm. uh, and done some donation work with them up there. And then um, most recently, my last collection, I um, did an interview very similar like this with like Duke Lemur Center and the Center for Wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran into some technical glitches, so I need to get a couple of those up. But uh, I had some other things going on at the time. Uh, <laughs> those life happens yeah. uh but they've been great contacts Roger Mizu has been great for letting me come in and take photos behind the scenes to get closer to the animals and mm-hmm. uh, get better reference photos uh so I'm just in the early stages of nurturing a lot of those connections and um I want to do a little bit more awareness work in conjunction with the collection releases and the animals that I'm painting mm-hmm yeah, so just for a clarifying question, um, so overall you do wildlife, but now you're beginning, or you do, is it generally nature, and then you're beginning to narrow down on the animals, or has it always been? It's pretty much um, been all wildlife since I've been doing the art, like art fairs and things like that. So post-college, it's all pretty much wildlife, unless you're looking at like my graphic design sort of um, surface design work. But Again. I hope that answered your question. Uh, yeah, I got it. I got you. Um, so okay. we've already been talking a bit about the themes and um, the general, you know, move towards um, confirmation or preservation and conservation, sorry. And yeah. um, is this, um, have you always had a passion for this type of um, 
preservation and advocation for animals, you know, how would you say, when would you say you started to, when and why would you say you shifted towards that? Honestly, I, I, in some ways, I think I've becoming closer and closer to that in actually doing the paintings and, and learning more about the animals. It's just sort of been pushing me in that direction, more um, focused. Like I've always, you know, wanted to help and do things like that, but I mean, in doing the art, I'm, I'm feeling the need to be more proactive about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why I'm starting to take more of a, uh, a turn in that direction and trying to navigate, um, you know, what are the best ways of doing that? Is the percentage of the proceeds? Is it more of awareness campaigns and connecting with these organizations so people know they exist and how to help and what's happening and things like that? Mm -hmm. um, so, I think the art itself has, in a way, been um, pushing me and educating me along the way uh, to be a more proactive person in that um, area. And it's led me to other artists, too, who are, are doing that, which is helping me figure out how to do that and things as well. Um, what would you say has been sort of the greatest obstacles that you've faced um, just in general throughout your entire um, art journey? You know, like the confidence to, to to just go all in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I talked to you know about how you choose illustration because you think it's going to be a little bit more job opportunities in one department over another, or you think, okay, I really just got to find a graphic design job because that's going to have money. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't always lead to like a happy workplace or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then just a few years ago, you know, some life changes and things happened. And I was like, I'm just gonna, we're gonna be all in and we're gonna do five-year plan and see where we're at. And we have to readjust, we readjust. Um, but, you know, in the meantime, I'll also take on a couple freelance jobs because I'm still the type that's like, okay, at least keep that resume look active and things like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, and, you know, we've had this whole COVID thing too. So it's good to be multifaceted sometimes. Mm -hmm. um it's yeah it's just you know the confidence and drive to to do it <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that makes sense I know I still have the I've always had the drive but you know just to take that leap yeah no I get you um how has everything kind of changed um with your um art production journey with COVID recently I know it's been very hard on artists <laughs> <laughs> um wow well you know all the art shows just we're gone um so a lot of um stuff online um taking some online courses as well in regards to marketing and things like that revamping the website um I've had a couple of people reach out to do commissions uh that bought artwork for me in the past so that's kind of helped out as well um and that's been nice to see um people brought coming back for some of my actually just secured two of my largest commissions I've had to date, which was really great. I was excited about that. Um, and it was just, it's, yeah, nice to see people return and seek you out, which is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's an online shift. Um, you got to push everything online, be a little more active on the social media and consistency and sharing your work and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so you just kind of have to pivot. <laughs> yeah. Um, we touched on this next question a little bit briefly when you're talking about college. Um, mm -hmm. How would you say that you've dealt with kind of the perception around artists and the general stereotype 
on the struggling artists? You know, how have you kind of tried to combat that? Or, you know, what have you felt about that? Would you say? The best way to combat it is just, just combine, like surround yourself with people who are doing the same thing and, and having that support system to see how, what's working, not working and, and having that push to keep moving forward. Because um, if you just surround yourself with people who are, aren't pursuing that or you know, don't have that insight, you just, you might lose that like steam. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why even when I was doing full-time work, I was still like, I, I need to be out. I need to be doing some shows. I need to have that momentum. Um, and you know, other vendors just basically become your coworkers and it's great. <laughs> okay. So the next one I want to know just a little bit more on the technical side of how <laughs> you make your art. If you could, I know you don't probably don't, I'm just guessing you don't have much of a workspace since you're doing like going out into nature, but um, could you kind of describe the whole process of, um, yeah, your paintings and portraitures? Yeah. Um, so I have a home studio, mm. which I'm actually in the middle of rearranging into a different room. That's a larger room. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm hoping that will, will lead to some good things in the future. Um, but in terms of work environment and how the paintings come to be, uh, usually sometimes there's a theme, whether it's like an area or, yeah, it just, I, once I have the idea on the animal, it's um, some online research, some, if I can hopefully find a zoo or something where I can go take photos and things like that um or reach out to other photographers and um some collaging from other reference photos things like that um recently like it was about a year or two ago i was able to get a really good camera with a long zoom mm -hmm. so that helps with actually going out and getting out there and, and seeing the animals um and keeping a distance but still getting to get really good photographs for reference work mm -hmm. um yeah <laughs> so um, more and more to like, um, yeah, really wanting to get out there and, and observe them. Mm -hmm. uh, and then coming back, I do some Photoshop work in terms of figuring out um, background colors and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I may, uh, I'll probably do some thumbnail sketches. And then sometimes I'll even go as far as to like, start Photoshopping some pictures together, mm -hmm. change the lighting. Um, things like that, um, and then figure out, yeah, once I, once I sort of have that lighting idea and stuff, and then it's hop into the painting. Uh, I work primarily on a cradled wood panel. Um, I like that the most. Um, although if I do too large of a painting, I'll have to do it to canvas because it'll Mm -hmm. hard to ship things once they get like, to a certain size yeah. um but I really like I like the smoothness of the, the of the board it's just it's nice I I don't like the weaves much um on canvas mm -hmm. uh, but I mean I painted on that for like half my life so I mean <laughs> and it's usually acrylic I do some uh, ink work on paper mm -hmm. and I actually like going back and forth the acrylic work takes much longer it's usually highly detailed and then I can just hop over and do like the ink work and that can be 
some of it's a little looser. I do tend to just also tightening up on that as well because it's just my natural tendency. Um, and then lately, it was a couple of years ago, I started doing these like little four by four blocks, which um, I do much looser um, and they're done in acrylic, uh, which are fun as well. Um, it's kind of nice to just bounce between something super detailed and just mm -hmm. having that ability to just like loosen up a bit be a little bit more expressive. That sounds very technical. <laughs> a lot of steps in the process. How would you describe like your the physical workspace? You know, is it you know messy, neat, you know, a lot of lighting, you know, how do you have a specific mindset? I, 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 I do like a lot of light. Um, the old setup was in the back room of my apartment um, overlooking the garden. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to probably swap it with the larger room, which is my bedroom, but make the, I, I just downsize the bedroom and then make the, the larger room, the studio, which I think is the better choice. <laughs> um, and I find that um, the garden outside my studio window does tend to be a bit of a distraction with all the birds. And I'm like, oh my God, it's another, like, it's a golden finch. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, there's a house finch. Like, yeah. and I'm like, oh, look at the squirrel. Oh, the squirrel's hanging from the bird feeder. Uh, oh, chipmunk. <laughs> like, so. Yeah. Um, although it, it's a much, you know, I, I, I enjoy the distraction. Um, and then I have my two studio cats. Well, just my two cats. I call them studio cats, but um, they have a lot of mischief. Um, and then some days they sleep. And then sometimes they are like, I can totally catch the wind outside. I swear I can. Watch me as I run into the window. <laughs> I'm like, no, bud, no. Oh, so they watch you paint or they're around you? Um, yeah, they like to like sit near the feet if it's like a colder day and they want to be warm. And, mm -hmm. um, they usually hang in the same room as me. Okay, and what would you say is the ultimate goal for your art? You know, what do you want it to kind of mean to your audience? <clears throat> At the end of the day, I just want them to sort of make a connection with the piece and the best moments are like, you know, when they walk up and they just have that like little chuckle of like amusement and where mm -hmm. someone's like, you know, that reminds me of so-and-so. Or there was one time I was at a show, um, a lady who was one of the food vendors came up. Mm -hmm. She like ran up, like she was like, on a break and she's like, I just had to come over to tell you, I've been staring at that ostrich. I made me smile so hard and laughed. You just, it just made my day. I was having a crap day and it turned it around. And I just had to tell you that. And I was just like, and that's the reason to keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I love that.